Hi, and welcome to our podcast. I'm your host, Howard Drukarsh. And for those who don't know me, I've been a successful realtor in Canada's largest market for over 30 years. And in the latter part of my career, I co-founded Canada's largest independent brokerage, Right at Home Realty, with a roster of over 5,500 agents and growing. In 2020, I retired to start this podcast, and it's been a wonderful opportunity to meet interesting guests, have them, have them on the program, learn about their challenges, their successes, and, and share their insight into our industry. And my guest today is exactly one of those people. It's Hirsch Litvak. And Hirsch, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me, Howard. You know, Hirsch, there's a lot of similarities in our career, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to make some notes here to go over them. Um, your producer, Jody, was kind enough to give me some facts, so here's some things we're in, we're, we have in common. Um, okay. <laughs> you play the drums, correct? I have played the drums for many years, yeah. All right, and I play the drums, so we have that in common. You like ZZ Top. And I like ZZ <laughs> right? So we have that in common. Um, we both have podcasts. We have that in common. In fact, your your podcast is just a, it's a terrific podcast, and you're the only guest that we've had um, who has their own real estate podcast. So it's a, it's a really special treat to have you here as well because we understand each other in this this part of the world in terms of podcasts. Um, the other thing I want to ask you is, are you still the sweetest guy in real estate? Tell me, tell our viewers about that and where that came from. Well, that actually came from my uh, very famous business cards, which are Hershey, real Hershey chocolate bars, rewrapped, of mm -hmm. course. And uh, uh, from giving those out, I became the sweetest guy in real estate, which really evolved to the sweetest um, brokerage uh, in real estate. And, and today we still give out anywhere between three and 5,000 of those business chocolate bars uh, every year. And you know, Howard, they have become so famous that I have gone back to endless amounts of people because uh, I give them to everybody and they expect them. <laughs> so um, it's a lot of fun. Uh, during the summer, we put coolers in my car so that I can take the chocolate bars with Sorry. and they don't melt. It's yeah. been uh, a lot of fun with those chocolate bars. Well, it's funny, we, we've known each other by being in the business many years, but the way we actually met face-to-face -face was at a RealtorQuest show, and your booth was next to our company's booth, I remember, and it yeah. was kind of, hey, yeah. it was a chance to meet, and you gave me the chocolate bar, and I'd never, I'd never heard of it before, and I thought, what a great marketing tool. So uh, congratulations on being unique in, in, in that way as well. Um, Thank you. The thing about our podcast is a chance to ask questions um, that I, you know, that sometimes we come up with, and sometimes uh, we'll get an email about it. So I've got some questions here, and then uh, we'll go through the list and and see, you know, see what the answers are for you. Um, obvious, okay. Obviously, the one thing that you're very well known for is the pre-construction industry. Um, and how did you get into the specialty? Like, how did you find that to be your career? Well, uh, you know, my background is marketing, interesting enough. And I think the big event that really made it happen was when one bluer in, I think it was 2007, if I remember correctly now, uh, the fall of 2007, yeah, uh, went for sale. And I had, um, here, I had employed 11 agents to stand, who would stand in line to get to that line so we could be first 
and foremost to be able to pick the suites, we had hired about, I'm going to say it was 50 or 60 students, okay, to stand in a line eight days prior to the doors opening. We had a command center set up in the hotel across the street uh, so that we could see the line and have people coming in and out during shifts. And so for 24 hours a day for uh, eight days solid, we held the first 11 spots and it became so huge that every television station started pulling up on Bloor Street with the big trucks that had the um, broadcast uh, antennas on them and they were broadcasting live right across Canada. And that's how I became so famous. Everybody saw it and uh, builders started phoning me and there it was. I was in the pre-construction business. Well, you know, I mean, all, all the people we've had on as guests um, have done something unique to, to build their career. And, and I always wondered how you got started with that. Um, when, when, you know, it was yeah. having the ability. Here's something interesting. Okay. Back then, we spent $70,000 prior to selling one condo just to make sure that we had all those spaces. Mm. But of course, the reward was big. And so the question is, you know what? Uh, do you treat it like a business? Um, and make something happen? Or, you know, do you just wait for your phone to ring? I, you know, I've always been that kind of a guy, like, make the phone ring, don't wait for the phone to ring. And it was a thrill uh, back then doing it. And some of the things we do today uh, are still a thrill. I love the business. It, it, it's a business that it's hard to, and I know, you know, people who, who look, look at the business from the outside, and think it's an easy business. Right. I'm sure you hear the same thing. You know, it's an easy business. Uh, it's only easy if you're not in it. <laughs> okay. I mean, you know, if you're in pre-construction, I mean, dealing with builders and dealing with changes and, you know, prices and guidelines and government rules and buyers, it's, it, you know, and to succeed as you've done is it's just remarkable. I, that's why I love doing these podcasts, because I get to talk to people in a way we would not normally have time to talk to each other about. And I think the viewers get to meet, you know, meet you and see you in a way that perhaps they would never either. So, you know, again, I mean, I appreciate that you're taking time to do this. So was it 207 where you started with the company name Hirsch Condos or? Uh, yeah, right yeah. about 2007. Mm -hmm. uh, we started the very, very first one I ever sold was uh, Barano. And that was on Bay Street, just north of college. It was the old Addison Cadillac. Oh, yes. Yeah. Right. And, um, and, and you know what? Uh, I was so mesmerized by what was happening. It's the first time I had ever been involved in it. And I remember looking through the giant plate glass windows when I was there. And there were so many people. And there was such a commotion going on. It sort of looked like, um, like I was looking into a fishbowl with sharks swimming around inside of it and and it was just it was fascinating and all of a sudden in my mind i went wow even though i'm licensed to sell uh resale here's a whole other world of sales going on and i thought it was so exciting and I, you know i just i just went into it it was just i loved it I loved it. And I've been, you know, I've attended uh, these launches, uh, you know, over the years as well. And it's interesting the way you, the way you describe it. There's an energy in those rooms that resale doesn't have. I mean, you've got one person trying yeah. to list or sell, right? But when you do a launch, 
and you bring in agents and everybody's anxious to get the best units for their clients and you know there is a different energy and i can i can understand why that was something that appealed to you and i assume it hasn't changed i mean same same kind of situation when you do a launch absolutely they're they're all so exciting i love every one of them uh, and we just make them fun for everybody like they're great yeah <laughs> they and, really are fun and so what what was your first your first project was the one blur street the big one i mean burano oh. burano what what happened was this burano was the very very first one i had a bet okay with a friend okay who introduced me to it who could sell more they sold three i sold one Right. The second one came up, which was interesting enough, the L Tower attached to the Sony Center downtown. Mm -hmm. And because of my marketing, all I did, all I did was send out an email telling them about this building. And from that email, I sold 11 pieces. It was $175,000 of commission that day. Hmm. Funny enough, I remember it was Father's Day and I remember calling my kids saying, I think I'm going to be late, <laughs> but it was a tremendous day. Yeah. Uh, you know, it really changes your, your, your perspective of how real estate works. And, and really it just started to evolve. Uh, you know, right after that came one bluer and once one bluer, um, became national across Canada on all the stations, the phone just started to ring and, uh, and we just expanded over the years. And it's interesting about the importance, and, and obviously this was like a real uh, bonus, but when you get a positive um, publicity, you know, and, and you're unique, uh, you almost can't put a price on it, right? Like, how would you have ever gotten, you know, that kind of publicity um, if it hadn't been that, you know, the news media thought it was a great story? So, you know, again, yeah. it's, it's great to know marketing in this business. Um, I want to go back to the early days and compare to now. So, so how does how has marketing changed? I mean, you can actually talk more about, um, you know, the the Hirsch Group now. But from the early days to what you have now, what what are the kind of the highlights? Uh, you know, the early days, really, really early. I mean, you were using uh, newsprint or uh, flyers or whatever it was, right? Um, today, we're in no print material per se. Um, but you hear the big difference today is the social and digital media. That, I mean, that's the big thing. When we started in the condos, email was uh, near its infancy. And, uh, that was how you would get in touch with everybody. I don't even remember back then if Facebook was going or it, or it wasn't started then. But, uh, you know, in all the latter years, especially the last few years, I saw the trends of the way it's going. And I have always been. You know, I mentioned my marketing background, and so I've really always focused in with marketing as a important part of the business. And I knew we had to create and go down the road of that digital space because that's where the world was going, and and uh, it wasn't too hard to see. So you know, we started it, and and today, the digital marketing is just and social media is huge, huge. Right. And I, you know, when I, um, when I was uh, involved with the uh, right at home and I, my role was, uh, along with being at one point a manager, one point being a broker of record, one point even being president, uh, it was always about hiring people, right? I mean, that's what brokerages mm -hmm. focus on when you're the broker. And, and I remember it became very clear to me how the young people coming in 
did had had no problem understanding the importance of the digital media whereas the older mm -hmm. crowd maybe understood it but they didn't want to take the time to learn it and those that did obviously mm -hmm. have done very well i mean it's uh, i'm like you i you know i find it fascinating i mean i find it fascinating to see uh as things change um you know whether it's facebook to instagram uh uh, um, uh apps like uh, clubhouse uh, there's so much movement that it never gets dull. I guess that's the way I'd look at it, right? It's, and, you know, you have Jody there to probably help you get to what's next. Well, that's a gift in itself. Um, uh, and I will say that, um, you, you know, I think, I, I think I've always been a proponent of seminars, of learning, of um, seeing what's going on. E even, I don't know if you listen to Gary V. Um, or if you spent any time, yeah, you have. Right. So he's very well known, and and I remember Gary V talking about TikTok <laughs> in its infancy, and he says, "You're all laughing at me now." He said, "But you watch what's going to happen." And he was on there uh, quite early, and so you know, if you get out, if you see what's going on, if you're not living in a bubble and you know, you, you get onto some podcasts and social media and so forth and so on, you're going to start to see where the world is going and what's happening. And so that, that was it for us. I mean, it's just, it's a fascinating world to be able to get in touch with people in seconds and have things happen instantly. It's amazing, actually. Well, I, you know, I'm going back to my early days when I was in, in the sales side of this business. Um, and if I wanted to um, promote something whatever a listing mail things out to clients i remember sitting you know putting printing things putting in envelopes putting stamps on them taking taking them to the post office and then after that i hired a company that would do the marketing for me so they would print it i'd still take it to the post office and then once i mm -hmm. realized the the power of the internet it was like you mean i just push this button and everybody gets to see what i want it's you know, for, for the younger generation that never lived through those things, they don't realize how far things and how far and how fast things have changed, right? I mean, you're, you're the same vintage, right? You used to do it longhand. And then all of a sudden this Absolutely. came along, right? <laughs> I mean, it's, uh, in fact, I, I used to tell this as a story to the young people when, uh, when I would interview them. Um, I told them, I, you know, try to reference my age, so to speak. I remember going into my office and there was this machine at the front and I remember asking, what's this machine? And they said, it's a fax machine. So I was in the business before fax machines. <laughs> puts, yes. It, yes. puts it in perspective. <laughs> All right. I won't comment. All right. Thanks very much. Okay. Um, so, so now in terms of um, uh, the marketing tools, you, you mentioned the, you know, how, how you try to keep track of them uh, and change them. Have you found... Uh, let's say in the last year, of course, the pandemic's a whole different story, but have you found you've changed much of your, your uh, approach uh, in terms of um, the ways you communicate, uh, whether it be, um, you know, uh, Facebook and Instagram, a podcast? Well, I, th I think a lot of you will uh, be shocked by how I'm going to answer this. Maybe not you, Howard. But I would say that probably the number one way to communicate if you were actually looking for sales to happen uh, really quickly, I would get on my database and actually phone clients and say, hello, how are
how are you? Do you remember me? And tell them what I have to offer. And you'd be shocked, okay, at the response. You do get one-to-one. But for those that want to move to the modern age and change that a little bit, uh, you know, on the other hand, we did a webinar uh, about a week and a half ago. Uh, and uh, we sent out uh, the email for them, for uh, the agents to register. We had probably, I think within the first three to four hours, we had something over 600 registrants instantly, just like that. Yeah. So, you know, that's the power of where uh, digital media is today. And I think anybody... Listen. In other words, they're both important. You know what? That's what I want to leave it with. And okay. I'm sorry to no, no, uh, interrupt. Ahead. But yeah. but it's it's not just push a button and everything will happen because that's what's going on. That's not exactly what's going on. You still need to speak to people. Right. And, you know, it's funny. You mentioned Gary Vaynerchuk. And I listened to him, uh, you know, since my uh, fitness club joined, uh, stopped, I, I simply uh, walked for exercise. So I listened to Gary V in the morning. And your point about mm-hmm. call people I remember him saying that, you know, it was a re- actually he was in he was um, at a real estate conference. and He was saying, you know, all you have to do is f- pick up the phone and call people and don't don't talk about real estate. Just say, you know, uh, hi, it, you know, it's 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 Howard. I just I just wondered how you're doing. What do you think about what the Raptors just did? Like simple stuff. And that's what you're saying. Right. That keeps you real with people. It does, and I think the digital avenue just keeps you there a little bit more, mm-hmm. right? And then it's just a bonus when you call. Um, and, you know, here's something interesting. We just went through a rebranding from Hirsch Condos for many years because we started to do so many other things. Um, and, and I was on the phone probably hmm, 10 days ago, two weeks ago. I don't even remember who I was speaking to. and and But what I do remember is they said to me, um, Oh my God, I can't believe I'm talking to you. I'm coming over for your autograph. And I go, why are you coming for my autograph? And they said, because you own the internet. You're all over it digitally. Every single, I can't look at anything that you're not there. So, um, you know, it's interesting how uh, things change and people see that. It does work if you do it long enough. I remember, Howard, for those of you that say, should I do a podcast? I remember doing the very first podcast, and yes, even then, we we had Jody doing the first podcast, Um, and of course, we were so proud, and you put it out, and you know, you think it's good. Um, It certainly is a bit of a chuckle compared to what they look like today, and you know, we put it out there in the space for everybody to see, and I I think we had six views, right? Mm -hmm. And probably five of them were all the people that we worked with. So uh, I think you have to have the faith and determination, okay, that once you get into the medium, you go and you do and you do and things will evolve for you and you will then command, okay, a lot of the space in the the digital media area. And I agree with you 100%. I mean, when we started this uh, podcast ourselves at the beginning of uh, 2021, uh, unlike, and of course I know you, it's a little easier, but I, I was interviewing guests I really didn't know. And I was a little stiffer when I did, you know, the podcast and now, you know, I'm more relaxed mm-hmm. in what we do. Um, and, and I think it shows in, in the, in the way, you know, the, uh, the podcast comes across to the viewers. The other thing you do that we do is most people think of podcasts as audio only, right. And, and, uh, mm-hmm. and we, we, like you decided, you know, video, was, you know, people, uh, you know, listen and watch. And we thought 
let's, and this is more Adam than me because he understood it, um, is that's what will get people's attention is the ability to see you as well. Um, and I listen to other people's podcasts because I learn. I mean, Gary Vee's one of them. Um, um, uh, uh, his name will come back to me. But but Gary Vee uh, was hired by Matt Higgins. I don't know if you if you listen to Matt Higgins on he Matt Matt has been on Shark Tank. Uh, he works with the owner of the Miami Dolphins, a billionaire. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And you remember? Yes, he, I know who he is. Okay, yeah, you would if you if you're like me, you listen. And I remember <laughs> when he hired Gary Vee. He, he, he just, he, and Gary was new to the business. He just saw all of this energy, right, and passion. And uh, uh, it's just fascinating. The people who stand out in the business for me, I guess in a, in a very simple way, they have passion for what they're doing. They have attention, intention. They have a goal. Uh, and they never give up. I mean, you know, nobody gets, I mean, nobody gets to be successful by giving up, and I hate to keep referencing Gary V, <laughs> but he says that one of the things people, one of the things that cause failures is lack of patience. Right? People want it to happen too I, fast. I couldn't agree with you more, Howard. Uh, and it's not uh, just because we're friends and it's um, a buddy show. <laughs> it's yeah. just, but that's the reality. Mm-hmm. That is, it. have some patience, and just. You know, if you actually wake up and go do something, you'd be shocked what actually happens if you continually um, do it. It was um, here. Here, I'll I'll give you. Uh, maybe I'll I'll just give you a quick story to everybody that's listening. So uh, during the pandemic, a friend of mine decided to go down to uh, Florida to go get the vaccine, and I had just turned sixty-five, uh, and uh, he said, "Hirsch, come down with me." So this is in January, and a week later. Uh, I went down, and he is an avid golfer. Uh, he's a year older than me and a club champion, right? And he said, I'm going to teach you how to golf, and I've really never golfed in my lifetime. And uh, where was he? We were on the Trump National Doral PGA course, the Blue Monster. So any of you that know golf certainly recognize all those names that I just said. And that's what he, where he taught me to play golf. And I will say that we were up every morning at 5 a.m. We were in the, uh, met for a coffee around 6.15 by 6.20. We were on the driving range. And by 7 a.m. every morning, we were teeing off. And I cannot tell you how much the first few weeks felt like I was in army boot camp. I was so sore all over, but never missed a day. And it went on. Um, really for a total of 90 days before I came home, I was very fortunate to be able to do that. But here's the thing. Somewhere around the 60th day, um, on the ninth hole at uh, the Blue Monster, you're either hitting the green or you're hitting the water, basically. Those are the two choices. And I would say that I lost many a ball okay, to that ninth hole. Um, and here I was teeing it up again and I hit the ball and you know, it was a typical day in my mind. I saw the ball actually make the green, which was a super achievement in my mind. And I saw it bounce and I went, oh my goodness, off into the water again. When we walked up to the green, as we walked on the green, because Michael's ball, my friend's uh, ball was already on the green. So to putt. We looked over, and in the cup, there was a ball 
It was mine. <laughs> okay. A hole in one. <laughs> I got to give you applause. So for some that golfers one. never achieve that, yeah. but you know it's massive determination. Yeah. Day after day, whether you're sore or you're not sore, right? And you just go and do something, and something wonderful is going to happen. And yeah. this is, listen, Hirsch, this is the reason I really enjoy these podcasts because it lets people see the humanity of my guests. Uh, and it also lets them see there, there's, no, there's no easy route to success. There, there's no shortcuts to success. You know, you have to, you have to, you have to know what you want to do and you have to stick with it until you get there. And just not easy for a lot of people. So listen, I don't want, I know you're busy. I don't want to tie up your whole day, but I have some more questions. I want to get to these. Go for um, it. Go for so, it. so, uh, the, the, right now, um, and perhaps with the assistance of Jody, what are the most important marketing tools that you use or that you would recommend to people watching this? Instagram, mm -hmm. uh, Facebook, LinkedIn. LinkedIn, you're going to reach a whole different set of people on a professional level. Um, and um, I'm saying that because of the thousands of agents that I've worked with that I have seen send things out to people that they never met in their lifetime. But the people who got the offer liked what it was, called them and bought the product. Mm. So uh, I think that uh, those mediums are huge. I think the, the largest, but the largest is your email database for sure. Mm -hmm. Because your email database, you can personalize and do so many things with um, and to this day, it is our number one tool. Okay. When we want to go out and make something happen, email first. Okay. And then it's all backed up with all the digital and social uh, media programs. Some of the people I've listened to in this, uh, this app called Clubhouse who are, you know, um, very focused on, uh, marketing digital media. They've talked about the next kind of evolution is text messaging as a way to communicate to your We've been prospect. doing it. We've been doing... So text messaging was driving me crazy because I knew it was the best. I loved it. I just loved the idea of flipping a text to somebody and they're going to see it right away. Mm -hmm. And so it's been years that we have worked on being able to uh, deal with it. And so much so where here's where you start to see the future and start to do things. We have... I'm going to say somewhere just over 37,000 cell numbers wow. of all the agents uh, that are on uh, the list that we deal with. So today, once we send out something, we'll generally always run a text program. Okay, that goes with it. It's really powerful. It's phenomenal. Well, listen. This Actually, it's a great point that you brought up. But you should get into it. It's phenomenal. Yeah, and Save it, people cell numbers in a database. And I brought it up because it's something that uh, I hadn't thought about. But people who, who are like leading edge say mm -hmm. this, is the, this is whatever email was when it started. Text is at that stage now. It's, people are using it and totally. they're having great success. So, so I'm glad I brought that question up. Um, you mentioned uh, going into, I guess, uh, uh, virtual ways of uh, promoting. So, so once the pandemic started and everyone was wrestling mm -hmm. with what to do, what was kind of the first thing you did to try to reignite? Uh, maybe you didn't have to because you're already into digital media. But what was the... Well, <laughs> 
What was the thing? I'm laughing. Yeah. You know why? I, here's the answer to, to, to the question. You're almost about to finish. Yes. Um, it was me that had to learn Zoom. Okay. My staff absolutely knew how to use it and were well acquainted with what was going on. So, yes, uh, for us, we automatically turned uh, Zoom from a smaller account to a, I remember, um, a larger uh, corporate account. And uh, they taught me how to use it, and boom, we were on our way instantly. Great. And and we we worked on perfecting parts of it with clients. One of the things that we do is when a an agent has a client that's interested in some pre-construction, we have a program where they can introduce them to one of our sales team, and we'll go over the project with them, answer their questions, and and really, it's a, a great a great program. Agents love it. Uh, and so what we did was focused on making that work for Zoom. And Howard, you know Susan for many years, who uh, has been with us for, I don't know, 12 years or so, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Susan is probably the greatest person on Zoom with clients I have ever seen. She's fabulous with them. She talks with them just like they were right beside her in a sales center, gets to know them, and just and they love it. Because on Zoom, uh, I, I've watched her do it a few times. Uh, you know, she'll fly them around the area from the comfort of their home. She'll take them through uh, the brochure, right, and explain different things to them. And I watch the sales happen right from there where they say yes. And then it's all DocuSign, digital, boom, boom, boom. Everything totally digital. Amazing. It is. I said, I'm with you. It's amazing. And, and people like Susan who can do it without, without effort are the ones that really have succeeded because a lot of people don't feel comfortable looking at a camera, right? Or on their computer. So here, not, not without effort, yeah. uh, with a lot of effort. Mm -hmm. So let's be clear to everybody. Any of this takes effort. Howard, like you can sit there and look natural. And I think hopefully I look fairly natural in front of a camera because I've been in front of one uh, so many times. But to think that you're not nervous in the beginning, everybody is. Right. To here, go pull up our first podcast. Right. <laughs> and I think you'll see a difference between what I looked like on the first podcast and and you know what we look like now. So it's so it's practice. And that's why I say we practiced it, we worked with it, she refined it, but the one thing she did was not stop doing it. And that's what made her so amazing at it. And from her, she taught everyone else in our office how to do it. It was great. That's good. Spend time learning how to do that. It's definitely part of the culture today. And I like the parallel that we both started podcasts without being, uh, let's say, well-known uh, media personalities. But we created them. And, and Adam, who's the producer... You know, he said, don't worry about the first few. You'll get better. You'll get more at ease with it. You know, because I always thought, oh, what if I mess it up? Uh, but you're right. It's and just like Susan taught other people. So so good. And, and I'm going to move on to just a couple more questions. I, I really hate taking people too long from their day. How, how is the pre-con market today in uh, June of 2021? How would you define it now? Not quite as robust as it was prior to the pandemic, but I'll say it's robust. Um, are we selling out the buildings? Absolutely. Are, are prices, uh, have prices increased? Absolutely. They'll continue to increase, by the way, but that's another topic. But um, 
Yeah. Okay. Like it's it's really busy, really really busy. If I if I here, I have another building that's about to launch. We'll have no problem selling that building out. Okay. And actually, I wanted to ask you that as well. Uh, you know, what, do you have any newer, uh, exciting new projects coming up that you feel you want to talk about? It's a great, great platform for that. Uh, we have uh, three of them actually coming up um, through the summer. Um, one of them is at the corner of Mark and, and Ellesmere. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's uh, Lash Group's uh, fourth building in the series uh, that we did and uh, that has been a phenomenal project people have done amazing buying the pre-construction in every one of those buildings so that's around 330 some odd suites Uh, we have uh, green park's fifth building at vaughn mills uh, that is being released uh, should be july uh, for that that's another 300 uh, plus uh, suites and that's the last building in that series that has been incredible that's 1500 uh, suites approximately in total and uh, we have one on Islington uh, a 90 suite boutique uh, around Steeles Avenue that's coming up and so a whole bunch of uh, okay. of uh, stuff coming up through the um, late summer or uh, summer fall mm-hmm. and to, to predict project uh, not sure which words better uh, at the end of this year 2021 how do you think the market will be then I have, I think it's going to be absolutely unbelievable. Here's what I actually think is going to happen. So I'll give you all a few years prediction, not just the end of 2021. I am a great believer in history. And over the 31 years that I've been doing real estate, I have been fortunate enough to invest in it and fortunate enough to follow uh, stats can figures for what's happening in our country. And one of the things I've followed for years is the immigration flow, which absolutely drives our economy. Now, here's what's happened. In November, uh, the federal government announced that they're actually going to increase by 100,000, approximately $100,000, 100,000 people per year, okay, up to 400,000 per year over the next three years, a total of 1,200,000 new immigrants coming to Canada. Howard, I've been doing this for so long. There are certain numbers that I just know, and I know for a fact that we cannot build enough housing in Canada to accommodate 1,200,000 brand new people in three years. Mm-hmm. It's impossible. So number one, where will the market go? Some people will say, well, what about interest rates? Well, every country out there right now has brand new deficits that are absolutely record-setting ridiculous. Any giant raise in those interest rates would make the debt, now that it's next to impossible, really impossible to even attack. So I don't think that's happening. And finally, in my great belief of history repeating itself, when the Spanish plague of 1918 happened, what happened after that? The Roaring Twenties. And it was a heyday. And here we are, going through this once in a hundred year pandemic and everybody is just clawing to get out the excitement of Ontario opening two days prior to schedule Saturday instead of on Tuesday is all over the news. And so what's going to happen? People are going to have the same reaction and want to go out. It is the roaring twenties. So I think every sign and indicator points to sales increases, prices 
increasing still. Okay, it will moderate for sure. It can only go so high, but it is going to continue and continue and continue. And that's what I see for the next five, six years. Buy real estate. I have. And when you see actually what's going to come out in the news, probably in the next couple months, maybe it might take till September till you'll see it. You're going to go unbelievable what's happening. It's, it's incredible. Well, listen, great, great context. And, and again, you know, I, I know that you're as good at understanding the market as anybody. So um, anybody who's listening, I think you got good advice. Uh, here's my last question. And uh, uh, I think it'll be it'll be the uh, the one that you'll have the most fun with. And what do you what, how do you feel about working with family members? Well, I've always enjoyed um, having free labor. <laughs> it's uh, it's definitely it's too, it's not that. You know what? My daughter, um, Kelly, works yeah. with me, and she's been licensed for about, um, I think it's a, a good 12 or 13 years right now. And my son um, works with me, who you've mentioned, Jody, yes. whose really background um, is entertainment and production. Uh, you know, he has, you know, when you talk about Jody, he has produced, uh, he got the, the ninth, the 2018 award for production of the year in Canada. Wow. It was huge. Great. So, um, it's been definitely, uh, fun. Mm -hmm. Um, I think, I think though, like this, you know, being in real estate so many years, my kids grew up around real estate around you're not home uh, these hours or the you know it's real estate in general mm -hmm. and so part of it was easy with them i i didn't have to train a lot they they have my um enthusiasm they they know what it's like to go complete a deal and get it done they are very very professional so that part uh, you know has been great i think i think one of the fun things though one of the real fun things is understanding that what i've built over the years or now we have built um, will continue and it's a great pleasure to drive in the car with them and anywhere in Toronto you can point pretty much to well not anywhere but to a lot of the buildings and know that you were part of the marketing and sales that made that happen and uh, like a major part in actually reshaping what Toronto looks like today so to have them with me at my side to do that has been, you know, just a, a great privilege. Oh, great. I couldn't end it on a better note. I mean, good, good for you and good for your family. So, Hirsch, thank you. for. I know how busy you are. Again, thank you for taking time today. Thank Jody for being, you know, a fantastic producer on your behalf. And I'm sure we'll keep in touch. Um, and I wish you all the best. And we'll, we'll see what happens by the end of the year. We'll connect again. That would be really fun. Thank okay. you so much, and good luck, everybody. Don't think. Go out and do it. Make it happen. All right. Thanks for the final words. Talk to you again. Thanks, Hirsch. All right. Okay. Thank Bye. you. Thank you. Bye. We'd like to thank Hirsch Litvak and you for joining us today. And if you enjoyed our podcast, please like, comment, and subscribe on your favorite podcast network or on our YouTube channel, and tell your friends about us. And you can reach us one of two ways. You can reach us by email at info at rewithhd.com or on our website, rewithhd.com. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you next time.